And welcome back to another episode. And how are you, Priya? Uh, I'm good, Nishtha. How are you? I'm doing pretty okay. I had a headache yesterday, but I'm fine now. So I watched Rata Keli Hai and that was kind of, I don't know how, but it was a calming movie, except that it wasn't supposed to be because it's like a dark thriller of sorts. So anyway, what have you been watching? Um, I just finished watching Normal People. Have you seen it? Oh no, but I have read the book and I have also read uh, Conversations with Friends, both by Sally Rooney. Uh, have you read the book? Actually, I haven't. I was planning <laughs> on reading it, but uh, I am not sure if I should because you know how these adaptations are. They sort of ruin the book or the adaptation, like the movie or everything. So I actually am planning on it. What do you think I should or I shouldn't? I know it's a pretty good book. I have not seen the show, so I can't say whether the show is accurate or not, but I'm getting what you're saying about adaptations. I mean, everybody knows how much Rick Riordan hates the Percy Jackson movies and personally though everyone <laughs> loves Logan Lerman, I kind of have to agree that the movies just don't hold up to the book and that's you know vahiwala debate ki are books better or movies but isme you know ek cheez i think everybody can agree on is adaptations are just not up to the mark most of the time i totally agree with you matlab they the sort of ruin the book like the whole essence of the book or the message or like anything the book is trying to say the adaptation is always the worst that is very accurate that's very accurate in terms of paper towns which is one of my favorite books and yes you can judge me for liking the john green book <laughs> but nobody cares about your opinion uh, whoever the you is yeah, yeah. no no, yeah. no not yeah. you not you you you're nice <laughs> don't worry so yeah paper towns mein there was this entire uh, you know uh, the entire essence of paper towns was about how people are uh, not their original selves at all and they cannot be because they're living in a society and they are just the society's preferences at the end of the day so even when you think you know i'm going to be a new original person that you can't be yeah exactly and that was just i, I can almost if i close my eyes i can imagine the director of paper towns just picking up the entire concept throwing it in garbage and being like chalo romantic movie banate hain dude seriously matlab i don't know what goes inside their heads when they're actually matlab you know adapting something like i just don't understand the whole point of taking a book and then turning it into a movie and then actually throwing the whole concept of the book away like i don't know what they're trying to do I think एक point is कि uh, when you make a movie out of a book ना it's very bankable मतलब you already know that people love the book and a few of those people are definitely going to watch the movie so it's like when you make South Indian films into Indian films the entire Arjun Reddy का भी using phenomena you know that there is going to be एक demographic that is just going to love this movie despite its flaws so I think books के साथ भी the thing is kind of similar because i think that's the idea yeah i mean uh, that is the idea the general idea like what they think they're going to do but i don't know what they do at the end jo nikalta hai like yeah I that is know. just masa- hot garbage masala i'm yeah. i sort of feel like the directors or the readers at least matlab ki they should at least make something worth watching like if something that resembles the book, book at the end yeah i mean so i just feel like they owe it to the writers and to the readers to make something relatable yeah because you just take out the entire essence of the book it's not going to be the same i think fault in our stars did a pretty good job in terms of book to movie adaptations but there's this I like actually yeah did you like it <laughs> 
I actually haven't read the book. I just saw the movie and whatever I've heard is that uh, pe- uh, people say the book is more sad, like it makes you more sad. But that's the thing with books, actually. You feel a lot more, I think, while you're reading it. Yeah, that's correct, man. Because there's so much more content in the books. You can't fit as much content as you can in a like 250-page novel as you can in a one-and-a-half-hour movie. I mean, you can't do that, vice versa. I kind of lost myself in that circle. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, you <laughs> yeah. were saying... I know I get what you're saying like it is actually very difficult to turn that 250 pages movie sorry book into a movie and sometimes I feel that we expect a little too much also because we expect them to actually make everything possible in a book but yeah I don't know I just I'm <laughs> always going to think key adaptations are worst so Yeah, I remember you watched All the Bright Places recently. <laughs> you were telling me about oh that Pele. Oh my god. <laughs> that yeah. movie. I I really think that I shouldn't have watched the movie like I, I moved it from so my Netflix much. watch list just because you said I shouldn't watch it. Dude, the book is so nice like the way it makes you feel at the end like throughout the okay throughout the movie matlab the way you feel and everything and how finch was supposed to be and violet and oh my god the movie it sucks <laughs> like the main character was supposed to be tall and dark and like i don't know what they just turned him into so no comments there yeah i haven't seen the movie and i don't plan on watching it now because you know you really shouldn't yeah <laughs> i trust your opinion <laughs> So I'm not going to try because I remember the book was very sad and it made me sad but in a good way like in a fulfilling sort of way. It had a yeah. real like message. It had a strong message and I don't know if I can handle that in a movie and then I don't know if I can handle a bad movie not being able to deliver that message. But do uh, the main thing the main uh, plot that was totally damaged or what you can say uh totally off from it point was a uh, 13 reason why like we're forgetting Dude, the main yes. thing oh my god i have read that book as well even i read the book and you know i was such a big fan of the book so it was a good like, book yeah and i was so excited you know when this i heard like they're making it that's lia gomez was making I, the show yes same and and i was like hey, oh finally like I don't know. I was such a big fan of the book, so I was like, "Okay, fine. We'll see how the show goes." And oh my god, I can't believe. Thirteen reasons why is now some sort of a supernatural murder mystery, and I don't understand where that is coming from. The book was just be nice to people because you don't know what everyone is going through, and exactly. humanity will go extinct if everyone is an asshole. That was the book, and the show is just like. ससुराल से मर का इन द शो एवरीवन इज बीइंग एन एसोल टू ऑल मतलब दे लाइक लिटरली ऑल क्लासमेट्स दे आर जस्ट आई डोंट नो मतलब दे आर ट्राइंग टू शो अस टू बी नाइस टू पीपल एंड इन द एंड दे आर द बैड वंस लाइक आई डोंट नो व्हाट दे आर ट्राइंग टू डू इन दैट शो एवरीवन इज आफ्टर एवरीवन आई डोंट नो या मैन द 13 रीजंस व्हाई वाज जस्ट सच अ बिग डिसअपॉइंटमेंट एंड it was a big disappointment in the sense that it garnered so much popularity and just unrequited like it shouldn't have been that popular it's not a very good show yeah uh, i read somewhere that 13 reasons why was supposed to like uh, help you uh, through mental matlab for through your mental health and everything and somehow it just like it became the money. exact opposite yeah yeah like now they're just making the show just they want because they want to like you know gain on some more dollars money. yes that's the exact same thing with paper towns they actually just lost throw the whole the concept make an entire different genre just make something in an entirely different genre imagine what the writers might, might be going through i mean yeah i don't remember who the writer was what the writer's name is of the book do you uh wait jay asher i think yes oh jay asher huh. yeah that was a good one 
he also had yeah. like some sort of a back story for writing the book let's that, go look I that up yeah, <laughs> let's go look that definitely. up and we'll take a break over here and we'll i'll join you for the next segment Hi, welcome back. For the second segment, we have Mehdi Jahan with us today. And before we go on, uh, am I saying your name right? Is that how it is pronounced? Yeah. Okay. So that's cool. Uh, so this is one guest that I am very intrigued by uh, because I was going through your bi- uh, bio and you have done so much and I don't understand how you have done that. You do know that the average human lives for about 64 years. So I would so my first question is what do you plan on doing for the rest of your life now that you have achieved what people do in like their f- late 60s? Well, I don't think I have done much actually and I I feel I started quite late because I am I am 31 now and I'm yet to make my first feature film. Uh so that process has been quite uh, slow. but uh yeah i mean it will happen when it's meant to happen so yeah i don't think i have uh, achieved much but uh my experiences have been have been quite interesting and a lot of things yeah. were incidental like i didn't i didn't plan anything i wasn't even planning on making films even though i have okay. been addicted to cinema for uh, nearly all my life yeah and i have done quite a lot of things related to cinema other than filmmaking So filmmaking happened by yeah. chance even though uh, maybe in my subconscious I want to because I write stories so uh, okay. yeah so uh, there was a desire but I didn't have a concrete plan I mean it just happened even my first film even that was the result of uh, of an ex- uh, of an accident you know a beautiful accident as uh, as they say so uh, yeah, yeah it's almost like you know like fate has been uh, has been guiding me So how did you bit how did you start like uh, get into filmmaking because yeah so Priya and I were discussing earlier about this and uh, we joined this filmmaking society in college and before that neither one of us had uh, any like interest in filmmaking per se we always I was always very fond of watching films and you know the visual audio visual <laughs> entity uh, medium of entertainment and that's what priya was saying right yeah i mean before college we just used to enjoy watching movies but like after joining the society we actually worked on a few projects and like because of that now we know that how much a film making is really difficult like the sort of work you put into film making the work yeah. behind the lens yeah <laughs> and then you also understand different aspects of film making so we wanted to ask you uh exactly how did you get into it like you weren't uh, like you said you didn't mean to you you used to write stories and you were going in a sort of different direction so how did you end up making films i was i was actually uh, teaching cinema in, in various institutes i have been teaching for a while uh yeah. so i've been teaching since 2013 i started in assam in guwahati university uh then i was in pune for a while and then i came back to assam so when i was in pune actually i went to pune uh, on a research work i was i was doing a research on the history of assamese cinema yeah so my research uh, took me to pune i had some work at uh, the national film archives there and uh, so i decided to spend some time at fti because uh, the film and television institute of india because quite a lot of my friends are from fti so uh, and you must have heard about the fti strike uh, in 2015 so yeah. uh, so i was there during that period and uh, so i initially i was planning to stay there for some time but i ended up uh, staying in pune uh, living in pune for nearly 3 years and i used to spend a lot of time at fti so that really inspired me to make films because uh, when i was at fti i was uh, constantly uh working with my friends uh helping them out with uh, with their projects and spending a lot of time on uh, on the sets of uh, of their films so i ended up learning a lot of things from my friends there you know the practical aspect of filmmaking at the same time i was teaching at another institute called cmedu uh, media institute i was teaching uh, film studies there mm-hmm. uh, in pune which is slightly far from fti uh even at fti i organized uh, some screenings i was uh, curating uh, some screenings there 
so uh, so that was that was a great experience and i watched a lot of films when i was there so uh, so that was a great environment actually that was a very creative environment something that i really needed because i before that i worked in bombay as a journalist for a while then i was in delhi and uh, somehow i felt that lack of uh, creative uh, energy uh, wherever i went yeah uh, my bombay experience was quite uh well back then it was quite harrowing but in retrospect okay. i learned a lot yeah i was okay. working as a journalist there in, uh, okay. in in bombay for for a very brief period uh, this was in 2012 yeah. yeah so you do see what i mean when i see that you have worked in so many fields that i just find it amazing yeah yeah so, so yeah so finally in 2015 i uh, i landed at fdi Uh, okay. after and i had already i was constantly quitting jobs you know by 2015 i think i quit around maybe 10 jobs i don't know so and people always used to say that you know like this will really reflect bad on you because uh, your resume says that uh, you you hardly stick to anything so yeah so there was a lot of confusion regarding uh, jobs and i realized that like it's not something that i like doing you know uh, any other job other than teaching because teaching doesn't really feel like a job and i i don't feel like a teacher i mean it's just uh, talking to my students having conversations with my students on on cinema so that is something that i i really enjoy so it it never felt like a job so that is something that came to me very naturally and i learned a lot from my students actually because i was i was involved in their projects as well you know because i had to guide their projects yeah yeah so i ended up learning a lot from them and uh, you always get a lot of fresh perspectives from young people who were uh, exposed to cinema very recently you know the world cinema mm-hmm. yeah so you get to learn a lot of things uh, from them you know like uh, from uh, from you all i mean i'm sure if we uh, you know by the end of this conversation i'll learn a lot from both of you <laughs> so that is something i have always looked forward to uh i always look yeah. forward to yeah so uh, so filmmaking was a result of all these exchanges okay in fact people at fti because fti is a professional institute uh yeah. so uh, my friends there they said that since you are here you know you have to make a film you can't leave fti without making a film even though i was not a student there so they said it's yeah. it's like a ritual you know you you have spent a lot of time here you've been a part of so many projects you have to make your own film and uh, i uh, they helped me a lot because uh, i worked with an amazing crew the cinematographer sound designer uh, and i didn't have to spend much so and i had a lot of freedom i had all the freedom in the world so that was very inspiring and that gave me the uh, the, the confidence that i can i can do this like before that i didn't really have uh, the faith that i can make films even though i was in love with cinema So yeah. yeah so that that experience really helped me you know making my first film Yeah I think yeah yeah continue like with filmmaking uh, you actually realize i mean how important your crew is like the members Yeah filmmaking like before that you actually don't have a clue but after working on it for a while you realize the importance so. Yeah Yeah I think uh, and oh, that's fantastic what you said about teaching and uh how how you view teaching and also i just uh i read that you worked uh as a cinemat as a cinematographer as well and you also write and you direct so what has it been like uh working different positions within that sphere of filmmaking yeah i think it's important to learn all aspects of cinematography oh sorry uh, of cinema Uh, yeah. again cinematography happened to me by chance i am not a trained uh, cinematographer i love photography i yeah. uh, i am uh, an amateur photographer i've been photographing for quite some time actually for nearly a decade but uh, i never took it up professionally it's a, it's a hobby so uh, and a friend who was working uh, on a, a documentary in 2014 i think a very close friend of mine from jamia i was in jamia uh, mascom i completed yeah. my masters from uh, jamia in 2011 so uh, and i learned the basics of filmmaking there yeah because uh, filmmaking is also a part of uh, of the course and it's a, it's yeah. it's an amazing course so uh, yeah so i learned the basics there uh, but i never really got a chance to apply it until uh, this uh, friend of mine uh, sabah rahman she made a documentary funded by psbt 
yeah. yeah. And it was a very uh, personal documentary. Like it was a very diary kind of a film. So she wanted uh, a friend to shoot the film, you know, rather than working with a professional cinematographer. She wanted somebody who can handle the camera and uh, who really has a great equation with her. So that was my first professional work, you know, in 2014 yeah. as a cinematographer. And then in Assam, I was, uh, I mentioned the research, right? So I was working with uh, an Assamese uh, filmmaker and film scholar, uh, uh, Mr. Aldaf Mazid, who passed away uh, three years back. So he was, uh, it was his research, basically, and I was working with him. And uh, back then, I was also uh, working in Guwahati University as uh, I was teaching there. So that's how I came in contact with Mr. Altaf Mazid and uh, and got into uh, research work. Uh, so, so around the same time, he was also uh, making a documentary. Again, a PSBT uh, funded documentary. Uh, so he asked me if uh, if uh, if I could shoot because uh, the conditions, uh, you know, like again, I mean, the conditions demanded that he work with someone he uh, he's known for a while. You know, rather than working yeah. with an unknown professional cinematographer. So, yeah. uh, so he asked me and I said, yeah, why not? So that was again, another uh, great experience. This was in 2000, again, 2014, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so this always, uh, for instance, uh, as a filmmaker, I think it's important for you to know all aspects of uh, filmmaking because you can't, yeah. uh, when you start filmmaking, you can't expect to have a great budget. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean, you will have to spend your own money. So it's better if you yeah, can do the camera. <laughs> yeah. So it's always yeah. better if you can do the camera yourself, if you can edit yourself, if you can do the sound. It's difficult to do the sound yourself. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's 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 important to know. So that that yeah, makes you feel. Very talented for sound. Yeah, sound is a different discipline altogether. So for that, you yeah, need training. I mean, it's difficult. Yeah. yeah, it's difficult yeah. to do sound yourself, but at least edit and camera, you should definitely know. Because it's easy yeah. nowadays. I mean, you just need a system for edit and you just need a camera. So if you practice regularly, I mean, uh, you, you get better. And it's very important that you practice regularly. You know, it should become a ritual. Filmmaking should be like a ritual. You know, like yeah. a, a musician has to practice every day, right? And it doesn't really yeah. feel like work. A musician will very instinctively practice. I mean, if you are learning the guitar, I mean, every day you will have to practice a bit. You will have the urge to practice. So filmmaking has to be like that. Like every day you need to have the urge, you know, to shoot something and edit something. It doesn't have to make sense. But uh, you have to keep doing it so that uh, you get better with, uh, you know, the nitty gritties of uh, filmmaking. And that is very important. Uh, yeah, so even in our society, we have these filmmaking exercises uh, that yeah. are going on right now. And Priya has some due work to submit by the end of the day today. And uh, yeah. so, just a second. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying about, uh, you know, continuously being involved in your work and practicing. Uh, because a yeah. lot of people think that filmmaking is something that you can't exactly practice on and you just have to do it and you have to do it correctly because there's always a budget involved. Mm. Yeah. So that's a misconception. Yeah. yeah. So that's a misconception. That's what we're trying to say that it is something that you need to give time to every single day. Yeah. And uh, speaking of your research, uh, we wanted to, uh, we have a theme. Uh, for every episode yeah. and so I want to talk about the theme for today and for you we have decided upon cultural representation or but more like the impact of culture on your filmmaking so can you tell us a bit about that well I'm from Assam yeah and uh, yeah. I uh, you know I went to an English uh, medium school uh, which uh, you know so my uh, I was a little alienated from uh, from my own culture Okay. Because in almost every English medium schools in Assam, uh, Assamese is not a compulsory language. Yeah, so uh, I didn't have much much knowledge about about my own language. And then I went to Delhi. I was in Delhi for a long time. I was there for uh, six years. So I was completely, uh, you know, I didn't have much idea about my own culture. My Assamese is uh, quite poor, actually. Okay. It was, I mean, it's getting better now. But uh, I... Uh, you know, so I didn't really have a, 
uh, you know, like a, uh, I didn't have much knowledge about about uh, about Assam and about Assamese uh, about Assamese literature, about Assamese cinema. Only when I went to Delhi, uh, this is when I was uh, during my graduation years. Uh, again from Jamia, so yeah. uh, I was uh, studying uh, English honors. So I realized uh, that there are uh, these uh, embassies in Delhi uh, that organize uh, screenings every uh, every evening. Not every evening, like every week. Yeah. Yeah, and also I I I visited a lot of uh, due colleges and. Uh, film societies so i was staying at cr park and uh, gargi college was pretty uh, near so yeah. i used to attend their screenings a lot uh, gargi college's uh, film society i forgot what it's called it's way back yeah so i i yeah i mean it was pretty good back then now i don't know it was uh, nearly i think 2007 7 or 8 yeah and uh, they had a pretty good team and uh, they used to have screenings every every month i had a good friend there so i used to visit quite regularly so uh, so there were a lot of these spaces you know like not only gargi but other colleges also uh, embassies and there were film festivals yeah. uh, habitat center iic yeah. so i used to frequent all these spaces and uh, discovered world cinema for the first time so it was like you know like uh, discovering a treasure because i wasn't exposed to it and uh, it blew my mind i was like okay cinema can be this also I remember watching a lot of Iranian films uh, in uh, Gargi yeah. College. Uh, so they were screening films by Abbas Kiarostami, by Zafar Panahi, uh, by Majid no, Majidi. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I this discovered this all those films. Film or, yeah. No, this was way back. So they screened a film called uh, Circle. I remember okay. that screening very well. Like I, I have a very faint recollection of other screenings, but that screening was amazing because that was followed by a great discussion. So there was a film scholar. I, I, I'm forgetting who, but uh, yeah. So we had a great discussion after that. Uh, this is uh, Zafar Panahi's uh, circle. So I have these uh, recollections of uh, some very memorable uh, film screenings there. So uh, so now what happened? Like when I was exposed to cinema from everywhere, and I I love literature. I was a uh, literature uh, literature student. uh but through cinema i realized uh that uh, i have to make films in assam like i have to go back and make films in assam because i am assamese you know i can't make films in delhi or i can't make films in mumbai because culturally there is no connection as such i mean of course there is a strong emotional connection because i have lived there but i am from assam like i have my own culture i have my own history you know i have my own traditions so cinema made me realize that you know when i was exposed to world cinema that uh, you know like italians are making films in italian yeah. <laughs> you know french are making films in french or i am assamese so i have to make films in assamese you know i can't uh, imagine making films in any other language so that realization became very strong when i was uh, discovering world cinema so that was the first time i realized that okay i mean i have been uh, you know this feeling of uh, being away from your home or uh, this feeling of being uh, not rooted enough you know it was it used to uh, bug me a lot the, the fact that i didn't know much about uh, assamese uh, culture as such so that inspired me to dig deeper you know that inspired me to you know like go back home and uh, talk to my parents and talk to my family and uh, travel meet people uh read books in assamese read assamese literature yeah you know so uh, so it's it's the other way around actually it's cinema that uh, brought me back home you know it's cinema okay. that made me conscious about my culture and it's not the other way around so uh, usually it's the other way around i think but uh, because yeah. Uh, yeah so cinema made me realize that i am assamese and i have to make uh, films in assam and uh, you know like every every uh like every state every community every culture is is very rich you know like every uh, uh so that that uh so initially i felt very guilty you know but that guilt led to a spirit of uh, of uh, of uh, discovery Yeah. yeah so uh, you know i was just about to ask you the same question that like uh, like the uh, representation of one's culture is it like consciously or subconsciously but you just answered that films are the ones that actually 
makes you makes you aware about your culture and traditions so i guess we have that now and uh, the journey that you described all the film screenings and the discussion afterwards you're literally decide matlab describing our world because <laughs> like my second year went through all that like when i joined the society we had film screenings discussions afterwards we went to other colleges to attend screenings iitc everywhere like everything that you described we did all those things and we can totally relate to that like on a very different level i think so Yeah, yeah, I think that was why we were both smiling when you were talking about screenings and IHC and Gargi and you know because we remember uh, I think it was the first screening I went to was with Priya. Yeah, and Jawala it was at the stadium remember? Jawa yeah. <laughs> that was a unique one because uh, I think I, I'm going to remember that forever as well because that was the first screening I went to. I had no idea what I was going for. It was a very last minute plan and it was just uh it was boys on the branch and a men in the trees yeah 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 and it was followed by a discussion by the uh, with the director and it was just it was it was a very it was jarring film it was actually about rss and yeah. like people had questions and they were so determined to get those answers by the director like yeah so it was like a controversial topic and i was so enamored by this entire uh, like world of this hidden cinema that i did not know about yeah so uh, yeah <laughs> that was fantastic so screenings are uh, this is my recommendation to people who ask me about you know independent cinema and getting into this uh, getting into appreciating good cinema rather than just commercial cinema that is uh, for en- for the purposes of entertainment and looking at it uh, from a different perspective so that is my suggestion all the time that go to these screenings because they're free and you can just everyone is allowed as long as you're yeah you <laughs> all students are allowed that is true for all of them and uh, Yeah so that's that and moving on I wanted to ask you about uh what do you think is a uh, Assamese culture how Assamese culture is represented or not represented in cinema of uh, in contemporary cinema and also about the stereotypical notions of regional cinema in India hmm So do you think there are stereotypes about regional cinema and how do you combat those as a filmmaker Yeah I think now people uh, because uh, people have a greater access to cinema compared to yeah. uh, what it was in the 90s when I was growing up or even early uh, 2000 uh there was a time when hardly any films were getting made in assam because of the political situation in assam there was a yeah uh, we had a dry period you know like for uh, for quite some time yeah. for years uh, there was hardly any films getting made and of course i mean there is uh, there uh, i don't exactly know the stereotypes i mean there should not be any stereotypes in the first place i mean a film is a film you know so there should yeah. not be any notions but of course i think uh, No, there is generally that uh, you know demarcation drawn on the basis of uh, Hindi language versus other languages in India. Yeah, I think that is uh, yeah because Hindi Hindi the thing is I mean people find it more uh, you know uh, because it's uh, it's uh, it's it's a common language you know yeah. so people find it more uh, you know like uh, accessible compared to other languages. But now I think uh, people are more used to reading subtitles. because yeah. uh, nowadays i mean people download films they watch films on ott platforms and uh, people have been uh, you know downloading films and watching films on ott platforms for a while so uh, i think by now people are quite used to reading subtitles you know earlier i yeah. think and i'm talking about a greater audience you know i'm not talking about just film lovers or uh, you know i'm talking about uh, the the masses so i think even the masses now uh, they're used to reading subtitles and uh, they seek out you know they really uh, seek out films from different regions from different states 
and uh, that's why right now uh, I, i think it's a, it's a pretty good time for uh, regional filmmakers because uh, there was a time when financing of film was very difficult in assam it was very difficult to find financers so every year hardly 10 films were getting made in assam yeah you know because it's very difficult to get finances uh, we have a lot of great filmmakers who hardly made more than two films or three films or one film you know the greatest asmis film ever made according to me uh, the filmmaker who made that film it's called uh, wings of the turn gonga silonir pakhi in asmis that in my opinion is the greatest asmis film ever made so that filmmaker made only one film uh, padumborwa okay. he was also a film theorist yeah so he he couldn't manage to make uh, another fiction film he he probably made some documentaries yeah okay. and i i uh, as i said like i was away from assam so uh, this research on assam cinema taught me a lot about assam so again i discovered assam not only through world cinema but also through assam cinema because yeah. uh, when you watch a film any film you know like you are uh, it inspires you to read more to find out more about what you have seen there and uh, that helps you discover a lot of literature that helps you discover a lot of texts you know which in turn you know like it's a it's a continuous process it goes on so uh, yeah so during the course of this research i i realized that uh, that there is a certain style like for me it's very difficult to articulate but there is a certain lyrical style which is which is very common to assam you know a very lyrical slow poetic style which has been common to uh, assam cinema because maybe you know like uh, life in assam is perceived to be like that you know like very close to nature and slow so yeah. that that finds expression in in assamese films and i'm talking about classic assamese films and of course like assam has been going through uh, extremely uh, politically tumultuous times so that yeah. you find a reflection of that also in assamese in assamese cinema i mean it's 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 still there but it's just that nowadays people are more aware about it yeah i think uh, one of the films went for the national award village rock stars i don't remember the director's name rima das yeah. yeah yeah so it's coming into the limelight yeah that helped assamese cinema a lot actually because it went to a lot of festivals then it won the national award now yeah. people are excited about assamese cinema uh, there's another film which came out last year i think called amis Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, I have not seen it, but I have a friend uh who is from Assam and she's recommended it many times, but I can't find it and I don't want to ta- torrent it. Okay. So there's a site called Movie yeah. Saints. I think you can watch it there. It's uh, it's okay. streaming there. I hope it's still streaming there. Yeah, uh Movie okay. Saints. Yeah. So that film also, I mean, it received a lot of mainstream attention. It's a yeah, regional yeah. film. It's an Assamese film, which uh, which garnered a lot of mainstream attention, and Anurag Kashyap also got involved. Uh, he presented the film, so that was a major uh, shot in the arm for the film. So now, any film that is successful, any Assamese film, that is also a shot in the arm for all of us. You know, because yeah. now people people are interested to know what's happening in Assam, what's coming out uh, of Assam. So I think it's 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 an exciting time now not only for Assamese cinema but for regional cinema in general because now these demarcations are not there hardly you know yeah. that regional cinema is something else like earlier uh, in layman terms people used to think that regional cinema is very boring it's inaccessible and it's boring and it's uh, you know not entertaining enough so these are the notions people had in very layman language yeah. because people had no awareness and it was difficult to have awareness because uh, for instance assamis films were screened only in assam you know gujarati films release only in gujarat you know like uh, malayalam films release only in kerala so earlier it was like that so earlier there was a problem of access you know which uh, because of which these notions uh, arose that uh, you know uh, regional films are boring or this and that you know but now now i think uh, it's uh, it's uh, these barriers are no longer there people have more access now and people are willing to find out uh, what's happening in different parts of india so bollywood is not the only option uh, at the yeah. moment yeah so that is that has impacted bollywood also because i think bollywood now is is far better than say in the 90s because yeah. uh, uh, bollywood also realizes this that people have a lot of other options in india itself right so uh, so it's a it's a it's a good thing i, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a very uh, interesting period in indian cinema 
Uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, okay, so we have uh, we are kind of running out of time, but uh, so as we end, this is like a Cinedoki's tradition. We always ask the guest for three personal film recommendations, three films that you would, as a person, not as a filmmaker, passionately like to recommend to students. Or to any, yeah, anybody. Yeah, to, to the audience. To the yeah, to podcast. the listeners. Okay, it's very difficult to pick just three films. You uh, can okay, so you if well, you can think of many films, like. you can yeah, as many suggestions. Okay, okay. So I'll talk about the films that uh, had a great impact on me, and okay. uh, yeah, I mean I have to uh, like uh, from the top of my head, you know, whatever comes to mind. So uh, yeah. yeah, the first film uh, which had a major impact on me was Fellini's Eight and a Half, because uh, okay. number one, that's the first film I downloaded. You know, this was way back okay. in two thousand seven or eight, I think, and I had to wait for nearly four days. It's, it was just a seven hundred MB file, and I waited for three days, three or four days. Yeah, on the third night, it finally uh, downloaded. So I was, <laughs> I was very excited. And when I saw the <laughs> film, I was completely blown away. You know, like I was uh, sucked into this beautiful world. And uh, interestingly, it's a film about a filmmaker who's struggling to make a film. Uh, it's a, it's an Italian film directed by Federico Fellini, a great uh, Italian filmmaker. Okay. Uh, it's called Eight and a Half. So that's the first film which had a major impact on me because I was also uh, fascinated with the idea of making a film. Actually, I made a film when I was 19 years, when I was in uh, in the third year of English honors, because to get into mass communication, you uh, you need to have a good portfolio. So oh, I thought, yeah. why not try to make something? Like I wasn't very serious about it, but just a few of us got together and thought, you know, we got a PD camera because back then, you know, uh, DSLRs were hardly there. So uh, yeah. yeah, we had to hire a like a rent a PD camera. And uh, we tried to make a film, you know, so, and, and it was uh, during the same time, I think, or maybe a few months before that, I watched Eight and a Half, you know, where a filmmaker is uh, is struggling and he has to rely on memory, like he has to revisit his childhood, his youth, uh, you know, like he's already made eight films uh, in, in, in the film story, but now he's struggling okay. to make his next film. So, uh, so the entire film is about that, you know, the, uh, the process of making a film and why uh, memory is so important, you know, why uh, your childhood is so important, why your, uh, why your life is so important, uh, you know, why uh, it's important to note down all your experiences because, uh, yeah. uh, you know, stories can emerge from anywhere. Yeah, drawing on personal experience. Completely. I mean, you don't really sit down to write a story. You know, it can, yeah. it can come from anywhere. So it's important to keep a diary. You know, it's important to keep uh, noting down random things every day, like whatever comes to your mind, because you, you never know. I mean, these are the seeds which uh, can, uh, you know, grow into uh, a film. Uh, so, so, so that, so that was the film that really had a, had a major impact on me. And uh, from Indian cinema, I would say uh, Ritwik Ghatak's uh, Titash Ekti Nadir Nam, uh, a river called Titash. Yeah. So that, uh, I watched that long time back uh, at IIC. So there was a festival, uh, the theme of which was River. So there were a lot of films shown on the theme of River, a lot of, uh, you know, films from everywhere. Uh, so there was uh, Warner Herzog's uh, Fitzcarraldo and uh, some other films I'm yeah. forgetting right now. But uh, I, I, I remember Titash because it uh, it made a massive impact on me. And then when I went to FTI, because in FTI, every evening you have a screening. And uh, at the National Film Archive, like every evening you have a screening. So uh, anyone can attend. And uh, so Titash was restored, you know, the print, uh, the print of uh, yeah. Titash was restored. And it was an amazing experience. You know, so that is another film which... Uh, which uh, had a major impact, which had a major impact on me. Yeah. And also my own storytelling, you know, because Titash uh, formally, I mean, it is, uh, you know, uh, so uh, it's an epic. I mean, it's, it's design is structured like an epic, you know, where various, uh, where there are various stories around, around the river Titash and they have certain elements in common. So you move from one story to another story, come back to the first story, then go to another story. 
So that is something that is very central to my work. And Titash is the first film which which gave me the confidence or which made me realize that this is uh, this is very. I identify Titash is the film which helped me identify my style. <laughs> you know that this is something that uh, my stories are yeah. like this. You know my stories veer towards this form and uh, yeah. So that is that is a film that I I would definitely uh, I, uh, recommend. Yeah. More films. And the third. Oh, okay. The third film. Yeah. Yeah. The third film. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think about my experiences actually, like films which had a which had a great impact on me. Uh, I think uh, the Tarkovsky's Mirror for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tarkovsky's Mirror, because uh, oh, I have to tell you another story. Uh, so when I was in okay. Delhi, I often used to frequent Palika Bazaar. and okay. i yeah. bought a lot of dvds pirated dvds from there so the shop yeah. where i used to visit a lot that was uh, busted by the police that was raided <laughs> so this guy uh, he uh, this vendor he ran away with the stash as in of films yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he had a he had a proper clientele you know like he used okay. to call up people and visit their homes directly so he often used okay. to come to my place and he was recommending me films and it was very fascinating to listen to him because he was he was a cinephile he was a film buff and he had this very uh, we used to talk in hindi uh, he had this very strong haryanvi accent and uh, so he he doesn't strike you as a cinephile or uh, you know but he he loved he loved cinema you know he recommended me the films of tarkovsky of uh, you know of of abbas kurostami of vittorio de sica i mean you name it of godard it was him He used to come to my place I've with his DVDs. I've been to Palika Bazaar. Why have I never met these people? This is uh, this is ten years back, a decade yes, back. Yes, why have not? Why have I not met people like this? I don't know whether they <laughs> exist now. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like ten years back. Actually, it feels like another era because so much has yeah. changed in the last few years. So this this yeah, this definitely. person used to come to my place uh, regularly. Like I used to call him, and he used to come to my place, and uh, we used to discuss cinema. like he had this he used to bring this huge bag you know like people uh, can be forgiven for thinking that there might be a dead body inside <laughs> you know this massive bag he had another person who helped him carry the bag and he had like 2000 dvds inside and pretty good quality all pirated dvds but pretty good quality and uh, he used to recommend me films you know he used to say ki ye banda iran ka banda hai isne aisa film banaya waisa film banaya ab dekhiye aapka life badal jayega and all that. so uh, yeah so there's a film called uh, close up by abbas uh, abbas kurostami you know so he okay. used to he always used to share the stories with me you know what impacted him about a film so mirror uh, because uh, mirror is a film where this uh, this man he's trying to understand in a nutshell i mean it's a very difficult film to uh, it's very difficult to articulate what the film is about but in a nutshell it's a film where a man is trying to understand his love for his mother and his wife and things in general and his mother and wife are played by the same actress yeah that's, that's so uh, uh, yeah. yeah and he's also trying to understand uh, his his life through the things he loves you know yeah. so uh, yeah and this fellow uh, dinesh i used to call him dinesh bhai i don't know where he is he just vanished so he's my first teacher actually he's my first film teacher Yeah, so he he recommended the film to me. He gave me the DVD, and uh, he said that I should definitely check it out. You know, it's about this guy who is trying to uh, search for love everywhere. Uh, you know, and he had his own very idiosyncratic way of speaking. Like I I don't think I'll be able to mimic him well. Yeah. But he used to say very complex things in very uh, you know in street language almost. Yeah, but very deeply profound uh, philosophical things. You know, so he he recommended this film to me, and that film it won't be an exaggeration to say that it it really changed my life. You know, so I'm I'm really uh, grateful to Dinesh Bhai for uh, these films that he introduced uh, me to. I still I still have the DVDs actually. I mean, and some of them, some of them are still working. Like it's uh, it's quite a miracle. You know, I can I can actually I can I can actually show you just if you give me a minute. So uh, wait, hang on. So these are these are all the DVDs from uh, you know like from ten years ago. Yeah, 
so uh, i have quite a few of these and uh, so yeah. this was this was my introduction to cinema you know like all these okay. all these all these dvds so this was yeah. Uh, yeah and these are all world cinema classics all of them so i have like 200 300 of these you know which i bought back then so one used to cost 100 bucks and because i was a student okay. uh, he gave me a discount <laughs> yeah i think it used to cost 200 or 250 but pristine quality i mean it's still working Yeah. So uh, yeah so this was this was my first uh, film education yeah so these three films for sure uh, Fellini's Eight and a Half uh, Ritwik Ghatak's uh, A River Called Titash and uh, Andrei Tarkovsky's uh, Mirror so these three okay. films are very important uh, for me so um, maybe do you know that uh, we also like screen films in our college like independent cinema and like next time if you're in town like if you're in delhi and hopefully the pandemic is over <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over, i was supposed to be in delhi had it not been for the pandemic i would have been in delhi now yeah so we'd like if you like could attend any screening next time if you're in delhi yeah we would definitely we give you a heads up next time we have a screening so it'll make me very nostalgic <laughs> because uh, as i said my film journey started in one of the film societies Yeah, yeah so that is like why we want you to like it'll be a great experience for us to to you know have yeah. someone who went through the same journey with like us yeah. yeah okay so thank you so much for joining us and this was fantastic and i just love to go through all of those movies that you still have yeah uh, and okay so uh please tune into the next episode Yeah for sure. Yeah. Oh this is for the audience. Okay. Yeah. 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 Thank you. And thank you thank you for having me. It was it was a beautiful conversation and uh, it actually it it made me very nostalgic as I said because this is exactly how I started.